one is happening. I can look at your knee or your elbow and they would pull their dicks out. Well, my knee is on my dick. On my dick. They're like, is that an STD? And I would always be like, that's... It's out of my scope of practice to tell you if that's an STD or not. As a human being, I know for sure it is. So I would go to the doctor. I'm not saying I can't clinically treat that because um, it's outright a fucking flare up. Welcome to Burning What's up, guys? I'm your host, Hannah Burner. Today we have a special guest who's been dodging me for weeks. It's a, it's a mind game he plays. I know what he's doing. Finally he came. I don't know what. He got bored with the game. I don't know what happened. Welcome, Chris Stefano. Hi. I was playing hard to get. Um, but the truth is, is every time we were, we were going to come in, my psoriasis was flaring up. <laughs> so I didn't want to be here with a psoriasis flare up. So now I'm good to go. And I'm psoriasis free. How do you explain how you look right now then? What I look like right now is a fucking straight white male, the head of the patriarchy. Get used to it. <laughs> so this masculine straight white male walks in and grabs a yogurt, organic dairy-free cashew gurt. Yes. Explain yourself. Okay. So what was the thought process? I went in, I just freaked out a little bit. You were like, there's free food. So there was like food that I could have eaten, like just like a straight white male. There was from, a beef jerky from, right there. Yeah. From Brooklyn, New York. And trust me, I like <laughs> to put beef jerky in my mouth. Shout out Chelsea. Um, and, and I, instead I got an awakened, an awakened wheatgrass juice with sliced up aloe vera in it. And then I got a cashew yogurt. And I used a gender-neutral bathroom. I, I like that you don't abide by gender norms. I think it's hot. Thank you. I am very much one of these people that I'm just what literally, like, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Like, I don't have any, like, ideals that I stand for. My opinions, shut up. I just am like, I just want to get through the day every day. <laughs> I just want to be left alone. So whatever you need me to say, where do you need me to march? I'll fucking do it. I'll do it. Do you regret the cashew yogurt? The cashew yogurt genuinely tasted like barbecue <laughs> pork rinds. I don't know why. It's a cashew yogurt, and it tasted like it was expired, but it wasn't expired. It's it's very fresh, um, but it, it didn't taste great. But as I was saying while I was eating it, I have a four-year-old daughter, and what we're going over with her right now <laughs> is because she wants to quit Taekwondo because she's racist. She wants to quit, quit Taekwondo, and I'm like, are you anti-Asian? Why do you want to quit Taekwondo? She's like, I don't like it anymore. I'm like... That's racist. Stop hanging out with your grandpa. Um, and she, and what I've told her is what we start, we finish. So if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but we will finish it and then we'll move on to a new activity. But what you start, you will finish. I need to, that needs to be ingrained in her. So I did not like that yogurt at all. And to, TBH, I don't like this aloe vera juice, but I'm going to finish that too. So if I have to leave in about 20 minutes to go puke, then that's just what we're going to do. And, but I'm going to come back and finish this podcast. So I just want to let you know. Are you done? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you have any tour dates that you want to promote? Yeah, hold if on. If you make it through this podcast hold without on. dying. If I make it through this podcast, yeah, without just exploding into fucking kale chips. The, tr uh, <laughs> the truth is Chris has been touring and he's, you know, he's a busy man. Yeah, I'm biz. Okay, so 919 to 921, that's September. Um, come, <laughs> come to the Punchline in Atlanta, Georgia, 927 to 28, Uncle Vinny's Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Uncle Vinny's? O Uncle Vinny's. That guy pays in hard cash, I which is unbelievable. Does. October 3rd to the 5th, Comics Mohegan Sun. October 10th to the 12th, Punchline, Sacramento. Um, and then 
November 29th to the 30th, big one, Gotham Comedy Club, New York, fucking city. New York City. I'm from New York. And then the next day, December 1st, I'm taking my daughter to Disney World. Cute. That's adorable. Thanks. Do you like use your daughter to flirt with chicks about you being like a hot dad? About you being a zaddy? A zaddy? Um, no, I think I have no... Is she like a little puppy for you? You can say it. Do you use your daughter to get ass? Yeah. Do I... Yeah. Do I... <laughs> when Delilah... When my daughter's like, I don't want to put a bow in my hair, I'm like, um, you need to put a bow in your hair because I'm trying to get laid tonight. <laughs> so... <laughs> Or the, the other option is what you can do is I can have her go to the park with her hair a mess and mm -hmm. cruise for hot moms and then have, help. have the hot moms come over and be like, mm -hmm. he doesn't uh, know how to brush hair. Like, even now. Um, no, I don't. Um, I don't know. I just like really like love my kid. So I, I'm always like with her and she's just always um, I always let girls know like uh, like literally in the first conversation, first couple of texts. It's like even if I'm not. With my daughter, they'll be like, what are you doing tonight? I'll be like, oh, I have shows, but I have to go to bed early because I'm picking up my daughter. And then they'll be like, oh, either it'll be like, how old is she? That's cute. Or be mm -hmm. like, I didn't know you have kids. And then it's like, just like, mm. then the next question is like, are you still with the mom? Like what? And then I'm just like, get away. I'm just done. It gets complicated. Then it gets complicated. But I, I personally now, um, I've been single for a while now. So I've like at a point now where like, I guess I prefer to just have a girlfriend because it's a little bit like I just turned 35 a couple mm -hmm. of days ago. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit like, you know, I have a kid and I have like a life and you know, my own, um, have like my responsibilities in order, but I feel a little bit like, you know, am I just going to be like, it's not cool to like buy sneakers and get pussy anymore for me. It's like, you know what I mean? Like I'm in my mid thirties. So it's like, do you want to try to start to look for a woman to settle down with? Or do you just want to be so when on you... fucking StockX and, you know, Raya? Is that what you want to do? <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. When you got, Delilah got popped out, you weren't looking for a serious relationship? Delilah, um, Delilah was created on the second date. <laughs> so that was one of those things where it's like, well, oh, so you hate condoms. I'm Raw Dog Chrissy D. Uh, no, 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 no. It was just, it, I don't. It was just, um, I love condoms. Uh, Magnum, shout out. Um, they're baggy. I, um, I, uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of condoms, but with. Can you like stop lying to me? It's like, we got to be real. We all have podcast. HPV. I hate, I hate condoms. I'm not going around being like, oh, condoms. Do you have a That's condom? True. Do you have a condom? Condoms fucking suck. They do suck. They do. I always take them off. <laughs> you start and you don't finish. Yeah. You got to finish. I know. You start. I, told I, I know. Jesus. I know. I'm an idiot. Anyway, Chris and I are bonding because we're both from Brooklyn. The way you can tell someone's from Brooklyn is they will tell you they're from Brooklyn within the first two minutes of meeting them. Absolutely. And that's what we both did to each other. That's what it is. <laughs> we literally, the first thing goes, where are you from? I go, Brooklyn. Where are you from? It was Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Also, when you're Italian, it's the first thing you do. Are you Italian? I'm half Sicilian. I thought you were a Jew. <laughs> no, that's I'm half like Russian, Austrian, Jewish, Polish. I knew that. And then ha my mom is like Sicilian. To the T. To the T. Like dirty Southerner. But your dad is like a mutt. full. G but it, did you were you his, raised his, Jewish? His dad was Jewish and they got punched in the face by a rabbi because he had a big mouth Good. and was like, fuck religion. I'm done. He was like an atheist before his time. So you weren't raised Jew Jewish at all? No. Okay. I wasn't okay. raised with anything. You were raised just like, whatever. Let's go to school. I'm just like, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. But wait, so how old are you? How old do you think I am? 24. Oh my God, you're adorable. I'm 28. Okay, 28. But I have that thing where like, I'm still into guys with backwards hats. Yeah. Like if a guy wears a fucking backwards hat, I you don't like care that. if he's 38, I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah, I like that. I and I a, should grow out of it, but I haven't. I have a very big head. I don't wear hats. I have a size 8 hat head. It's very hard to find. These you have to check the basement. Are you like bragging right now? Or are you embarrassed? No, I mean like it's a, it's an extremely <laughs> big head. Um, it's a physically big cranium that I don't have hats. Like I'll go into that store, Lids. And be like, oh, Do you yeah. have a size 8? And they'll be like, we need, no, you have to go online or get that specially made. What, <laughs> an 8? And then they'll be like, you're not an 8. And then I'll put it on. They'll be like, uh. So you like sneakers. Were you a sneakerhead when you were younger? Not really. I mean, I have sneakers and, you know, uh, but I'm not really. I don't think, I'm not really into anything. Do you know what I'm into? Do you know like what, like me? You like to make people laugh to make it feel, you feel better about yourself? Yes. Um, I'm dead inside. You know what I really like? I love history. All I do is read history books. Oh yeah. You have History Hyenas. The History with Hyenas. Giannis. Yes. History Hyenas podcast with Giannis Poppos. You also love from that Park podcast, Club. don't you? I fucking love that podcast. But I also just love like... I just like I'm reading this book or I just finished it called 1776 about like the first year. Oh yeah, I had to read that in high school. Yeah, it's about like just like the Revolutionary War and I'm just Where'd you go to high school? Archbishop Malloy. Oh damn. High school. All boy Catholic high school. Gay. Giannis <laughs> <laughs> uh, went to York prep or something. I think that's You private. guys both play basketball? Yeah, I played like for real though. I played in like high school and college. He's oh. like he's like, you know, he just like likes the game. <laughs> I was like a competitive athlete. Oh, wait, where'd you play in college? St. Joseph's College in downtown Brooklyn. Nice. So yeah, yeah. Which, where'd you go to school? I went to University of Wisconsin. Oh, I'm, I'm performing there in October. Comedy on State is like the best. No, I I'm doing Comedy on State that Thursday. Oh, yeah, that's like October 17th to 19th. But like <laughs> before I'm doing, the day before I'm doing University of Wisconsin, Oshkosh Bagosh. I'm doing that and then I'm driving whatever it is. What do you hour. think of Midwest Ma crowds? Love them. And I love Madison. Madison's dope as fuck mm. I love the Midwest is good because it's like they're just actual real people like sometimes I feel like New York and LA are just like little islands off the coast of real America mm. you are like paper straws you're like shut up just shut up but you walked in and ate a cashew yogurt so I can't take you seriously anymore. I know but I didn't do it I was for like, any I can't reason wait to meet this like hardcore Brooklyn man I'm sick of these like bougie finance yeah. dudes and you fucking come in yeah and, just... and then I, I'm like hey can you lube this up my ass <laughs> Um, I know. Did you know the aloe stuff has like little pieces of hard aloe in it? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I, I, it's it's good, and it's got a lot of sugar actually. Mm, it's not keto. <laughs> <laughs> no. So do you, you were an athlete. Do you, I, do you miss basketball? Do you miss competing? Like after college, did you go through it all in an identity crisis? Yeah, a little bit, but I feel like comedy just replaced like that gaping. Like when I would look forward to like games and practices playing mm -hmm. basketball now i just look forward to like shows and jokes so it's it just, gives you that high i just have a huge hole in me emotionally yeah. and it needs to be filled so it's filled it was, me too but more physically there you go yeah uh, and listen it's starting to get to that point with me physically too <laughs> strap on a dildo spin the wheel um um did you want to be a dad actually yeah yes i i wasn't i wasn't like I was never that guy that was like, oh my God, kids are going to ruin my life. Yeah. I was always like, I can have a kid. I feel like Italian, everything's about the family. family, the family, the family. Yeah. Like when my kid's mom said that she was pregnant, I was just like, well, I mean, it was the second date and yeah. she was like, well, what should... Was it a good two dates? Yes. It was great. And <laughs> she was like, what should we do? And I was like, I would like, I mean, it's obviously your body, your choice. But I was like, but I was like, you, if you are asking me, I know that's fucking nuts. But I was like, I would be a good dad. And I would like love the kid. I promise you I'd love the kid. I don't know if we'll get married and do Did all that. Did you have scares before? Yes. Oh, so this No, was... I got women pregnant before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was not. So this was like your 10th time. And you're like, I feel like the universe is telling me something. Okay. So let me tell you a little story I about know. my cum. Okay. <laughs> so it's a cute little bedtime story. Kids. 
Get ready. Get your get your chocolate milk. Is it saturated? Yes. So I. Or do you just fuck all the time without a condom? Don't no, like, put it no, on. No. Don't blame your cum. No, there was there was a couple of women girlfriends that you know on birth control or whatever, and you like got pregnant with me, right? And so it happened and happened. And then even this time, you know, like when when I had my daughter, like initially, like birth control was the same thing. So and we took a plan B and everything. Like it was like crazy. Because like it was like a, you know, like that. This is becoming an abstinence only. Yeah. On my podcast. So we go to the doctor. Yeah. And I explained that to the doctor. And they're like, okay, well, like they need to know that, especially like an OBGYN, because she's like, oh, you know, if plan B was in there, like chemicals, like there's a whole thing. And yeah. obviously the baby was fine, thank God, and it was all good, but... She's a strong ass baby. Oh, strong as fuck, baby. <laughs> she, like, yeah, one of her kids in her class had to blow out his candles on an iPad because he's allergic <laughs> to candle smoke. I was like, we're changing schools. <laughs> I'm not, you're not going to schools with these kids, okay? It's like, literally... You're not going to go to school next to a kid who's allergic to candle smoke. Now give me my fucking cashew yogurt and let's leave. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with your cum? Yeah. Okay. So my cum <laughs> is cashew yogurt. Open up. Um, so I did. I there. Was Do a you pull out? Yes. No, you did not pull out. There's no way. Yes. You're fucking lying to me. I'm pretty sure I pulled out. Were you drunk? No. I don't know what I was doing. But Whatever I'm, you're I, doing, you need to stop it. I don't regret it, though. I genuinely don't yeah. regret it at all. But I love it. I'm happy. I would do it again. <laughs> but um, so the doctor, OBGYN, was like, you, know, you should go get your sperm looked at then. Maybe it's like you. And I was like, what? And he, Oh, your head probably got even bigger. He's well, like, no, you have power sperm. No, well, they were like, at first they were like, the doctor was like, I don't know. Like, you could be like hyper-producing sperm. Like, that could actually be a problem. And I was like, oh, great. And I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> so... So I go, donate the sperm, which is wild to do. You just have to jerk off into a cup in a room. So, um, it's so funny because you can get turned on like at any moment, like in a hospital. Someone's like dying of cancer next to you and you're like, okay, yeah. this magazine. You jerk off. I like, like that tip. Yeah. you genu well, No, they have porn. Like you can either watch it on your phone or like they have porn or a magazine or you can do it like, like a, a doctor can just come in and tap your prostate and you can shoot it out. It's up to you. They're like, the doctor can come in and, um, or the nurse and, you know, feel around for your prostate and it'll, it will automatically come out or you can jerk off. I was like, can I have both? Just <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that like a trick to make guys come like immediately? It's like science. Like, it's just like, it pushes like it out. It you... pushes it out. Yeah. So, so, so you could do that. Um, but I, so anyway, I did it. And then like a week went by, they're like, oh, we'll just whatever, we'll call you. Because I donated, like I actually donated my sperm. Like I froze it and like whatever. So they call me like a week later <laughs> and they're like, hey, can you come in? And I was like, that's interesting. I was like, I was like, why, why? <laughs> and they were like, well, like the doctor just wants, has a couple of questions for you. Your um, sperm has four legs and we've never seen this before. No, they're like, everything's, this is all true. what I'm telling you, they were like, it's all fine. But like, we just have a couple of questions. So I go and make an appointment, come in like maybe a few days after that. And there's four doctors in the room, <laughs> <laughs> four of them. And, and so they're sitting around and they come in and like one of the doctors is like laughing. He's like, you're the guy. And I was like, yeah. It's kind of fucked up for it's the doctor kind of, to be laughing at yeah, you. Yeah, it was weird. It was like really weird. I mean, this was four years ago. Imagine it was like 2019. Like they would never be allowed to do that and fucking yeah. laugh at me. I would sue the shit out of them. Yeah. I'd be like, no, <laughs> I do this for Beyonce. Um, whatever. I don't know. So um, 
So don't bring Beyonce into. I this. know I love Beyonce. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so um, the doctor asked me like legit. He's like, "Where were you born?" That was his first question. I'm like, "St. John's Hospital, Queens, New York." Yeah, boy. Yeah, and she was like, um, uh, "He was like, uh, you know, can you confirm that with your mom?" I swear. I was like, you want me to call my mom right now? And they were like, yeah, like, if you wouldn't mind, like, just confirm it with her. So I call my mom, and I'm like, mom, where was I born? She's like, St. John's Hospital. What do you mean? And I'm like, are you positive? She goes, absolutely. You're my son. Like, you know, like, she was just like. She gets all upset. Yeah. She's like, who, what's going on? Is your, somebody playing tricks on you, honey? And I'm like, no. I'm like, no, I just, I'm at the doctor's office. They just wanted to verify. She's like, absolutely. You're born to St. John's Hospital, you know? So I'm like, yeah, I am. And they're like, you look like your family. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And they're like, okay. They're like, because you have, the doctor told me, five times the amount of sperm in a normal, he didn't say load, but he, I think he said, he said like <laughs> ejaculation. He was like, in, in, basically it's five times the amount of sperm in a normal load as, as a regular man. He said, so here's what's happening. It's, we don't know. He said, we've only seen, this is true. He said, and this was four years ago before it was even a show. He goes, we've only seen this in children born outside Chernobyl, like the nuclear reactor. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. So he was like, we just wanted to know if maybe you were adopted from Russia because that was very common in the early 80s when this happened. They were like, so, or mid 80s, they were like, so we just want to know you know, what you're uh, around the time. Also, if you haven't watched Chernobyl, I thought it was fascinating. Unbelievable show. Fascinating. So they were like, we... We just want to know. And I was like, no. And they're like, okay, well, they were like, then the only other thing is like, you know, we, we want to just make sure that there's nothing going on down there. So I had to like go for tests. And then they found out that it's called my, it's called a cowper's gland. It like basically like it's, it's like what makes your fucking cashew yogurt. Yeah. It's like what, it's like the factory <laughs> that like makes your milk. And, and they said that for whatever reason, it's just overactive. And it makes a lot so that then What if you've made up this whole story when really you just didn't use a condom? <laughs> yeah, I just have to prove it to myself. Well, no, well, what they said was they were like, you know, here's then it was a female doctor at like this is a month later. Yeah. She goes, here's your catch 22. She goes, if you so it'll load up a lot, mm -hmm. right, yourself. She was like, but you, you're very good. You're the guy. If a woman is looking to procreate. You're the choice. You will get women pregnant. If she's looking to have sex five times in a night, you're not the guy because you take a while to reload. But when you do reload, there's a lot, you have a high probability, a very high probability of getting a woman pregnant. But you could still get hard in between and have sex? Yes, but it's it's hard to come. I can, but it's harder, harder to come. I feel, what about when you're younger? Because I feel like guys in their 30s, when they fuck, they need like three days break. And guys it's in their always, 20s. I never thought about it, but as I thought about it when she told me that information, I was like, oh, that's that's always kind of so been true. So do you come more or just a lot, saturated? A lot. No, it's like when it comes out, it's like, what is happening? There's so much cashew yogurt talk on this podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah, no. People like, yeah, no, the cashew comes flying out, but then it takes like, you know, so a good amount of time. So you're single right now? Yes. What, how do you deal with this moving forward? I kind of feel like... <laughs> Because it's one of the, it's a weird thing. <laughs> You're thinking about it like you've never thought about it before. Like, oh shit. No, I the way I deal with it now, is, it's, I'm very much now like, not that I don't care. Cause obviously like I want to like have like and a girlfriend. one kid. What's more? That, yeah. What's <laughs> one more? Oh, I thought you meant like, how do I deal with it? Like not like telling women like, Hey, I can't have sex five times in a night. Well, yeah. How do you deal with that? Like oh, you're that, seeing someone new and you want to make sure you're not. I used to like. 
number one, two things happen. One, of course, my child. But five years before that, I, I went through like a really bad breakup where I was like devastated. Mm-hmm. Actually, wasn't it? It was like a year before my child. It was five years ago like devastated where I was like kind of like broken down and almost like rebuilt again in a way. Yeah. Those are the best breakups. That plus my daughter. It's like, I, not that I don't care about women. I act, I absolutely do. But like, I, I couldn't, like I would never fall flat on my face again because of like a relationship. It's never really about the guy or the girl. It's like issues that they brought out of you that you right. probably haven't coped with. Cope with that shit. And then I was like, I'm just not quick to getting involved with anyone because I know the potential harm it could have sure. on your mental health by like trying to have a real relationship. Right. Right now I'm into like seeing people for like four to five months. Do that. Until we get bored. That's fine. We don't fine. have to put labels on it. We get to know each other. Yeah. And if you're really meant to date, I feel like it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. I feel like um, having a relationship with like no pressure and like not putting any like any pressure or any like you said labels Mm. or anything like if you don't text me back it's like just fine like oh i have this thing you can't start hot with texting because it will always go downhill whether you slow down or they slow down right i'm just terrible texting throughout if you want to talk you can call me at night got it and i play that game or facetime or something or face facetime's cute facetime's cute facetime yeah i do when my daughter i facetime my daughter a lot because i'm on the road a lot yeah do you ever bring her I brought her to a few th- a few places. She's never been on a plane yet because she had a stupid little ear infection and the, her <laughs> eardrums burst. So the doctor was like, "Don't bring her on a plane for a few months." But now it's like healed. So yeah, we're you don't want to blow her brains out. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're not. But I would like to bring her uh, more. I'm, you know, usually I go away. I'm like last flight, like get there just in time on a Thursday and then first flight home on Sunday because I really hate like being away from her. Like yeah. it really is the only hard part about my job where I'm mm. just like. Like, my agents sometimes can't believe the shit I turn down. They're like, wait, what? You're going to say no to that? I'm like, yeah, Because you'll be miserable doing it. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to fucking miss Halloween with my kid. And they're like, yeah, but you're like, this club is offering a lot of money. I'm like, well, tell them to give me another date. Like, mm-hmm. I don't fucking know what you want. I own an apartment in Brooklyn. You think I need this shit? Do you say, do you say no a lot? I do. Now I do. I used to not. I used to be like, yes, yes, yes. And then I felt so bad about myself on the road because i'm like i like you're getting abused i yeah that and i just i just have priorities like i just i genuinely don't want to be away from my kid you know and i make enough money in manhattan where it's like mm-hmm. i can survive off what i have i mean i have to go on the road and sell tickets and mm-hmm. when you put stuff out i mean you, you need that so i like going to the other cities but it's got to be on my terms and the money has to be right like time has become as valuable or even more valuable currency than money to me. It's like, you know. I, so how have you changed as a person? You've probably gotten this before, but since having your daughter, do you have a different perspective on your priorities and stuff? Um, and I'm on estrogen are. therapy. <laughs> I'm legit becoming a woman, which is why I... Do you feel like a mom? I do feel like a mom. I like to fucking tuck it back and make pancakes. Um, oh, that's adorable. Thank you. Um, <laughs> a woman has to have an ass like mine. I... Um, so you think, like, how have I changed? Yeah, because Lo- people are always like, when I became a mother, I never knew what love was until I saw that baby look me in the eye. Yeah. I felt, I feel like this. I felt, feel like when I became a dad, number one, I f- it was my first time uh, experience with unrequited love, meaning, like, I, I want my daughter to love me back. I really, really do. Like, mm-hmm. I hope she loves me. But it's genuinely one of those things where like, I don't care if you, I don't care because you can tell me 
to your blue in the face that you hate me, like I'm always going to just be in love with you and here for you. Like, so it That's does like my cat. Yeah, exactly. She can ignore me all day and I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, love yeah. you. Yeah. Like there's nothing that would ever push me away from her. So <laughs> that's one Two, selflessness. So okay. like I used to live, I don't think I was ever like a crazy selfish person. I mean, but you know, I lived my life for my bills and my mm-hmm. holidays and all that stuff. But now like living for, you have to live for yourself first because like I know I need to be happy so my daughter's happy mm-hmm. just like my kid's mom needs to be happy so she's happy so mm-hmm. I'm aware of that I keep all that in mind but you know genuinely like if she is happy that dictates my happiness mm. so it's a it's sel- really a double-edged sword yeah it's selflessness and it's like I'm in third place fourth place sometimes in my own life which is okay you know I, I don't it doesn't all have to be me 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 or like I even noticed like with my work now it's like you know if 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 a mistake is made or or uh, if my name's not first on the list or whatever it is i don't care i'm like it's okay like whatever i i just genuinely even i had big opportunities like i had a cbs um sitcom about my life we filmed it i mean re- it got like really close to like i being, remember that coming out in the news yeah and it just didn't get picked up and i i took like you know a couple Did they, of like, by the pilot everything it was like like it was literally between my show and another show that they did pick up and then they canceled it. But Ugh. it was like that close. It wasn't like when people are like, oh, I had a pilot and it's like you really just like yeah. wrote a script. Like this was actually like <laughs> it was. And as, your friend got high and wrote a three page script. Yeah, it was like and like CBS liked it on Twitter. No, I'm talking about like this like genuinely. Yeah, was, I saw articles where it's like this shit's going to get picked up. It was as close as you could get. Um, so so and it didn't happen. And, you know, I think some of my peers you know, who don't have children uh, would have just kind of just stayed in that sorrow and that negative energy mm-hmm. for months and months and months. But I didn't. I was in it for like literally a couple of hours on a flight by myself wow. coming home. And then when I saw my daughter and we went out to the park and, you know, I was pushing her in the swing. I Because I was talking to her and I said she was two and a half at the time. And I, you know, because I'm just like, whatever. I was like, hey, baby, <laughs> like, you know, that thing daddy was doing. She's like, no. I was like, well, you know, that big show daddy had that we were talking to you about, like it didn't get picked up. And she was like, oh, she was like, can we still watch Mickey Mouse and the Roadster Racers? That's all she asked. And I was like, yeah, of course we can. And she goes, oh, okay. So it, it was very like eye opening to me where it's like, that. okay, so it doesn't matter. None of this really matters. What matters is that I can watch Mickey Mouse and the Roadster Racers. That's my sitcom. That's mm-hmm. like, that's my thing. Thank that God I, that show got picked up. That I won. Yeah, Mickey Mouse <laughs> and the Roadster Racers. The yeah. writing is just If incredible. they would have fucking canceled that show, like they canceled um, Sophia the First, which was another huge cartoon. They fucking canceled it. And, it, it, and I'm like, what are you fucking assholes doing? <laughs> Why would you cancel that show? What is my daughter supposed to watch now? But now she watches... <laughs> Now we're, you know, we're into movies now. Now it's all Disney movies and old school oh, Disney I movies. Love Pocahontas, movies. Beauty and the Beast. It's like, you Mulan. know how much, you know much, Mulan, you know much a Pocahontas style costs in the fucking Disney store? No. Shit ain't cheap, girl. <laughs> you gotta, you better keep selling out. Seriously, that's why, that's why I go on the road is to buy my kid Would Disney Would you rather shit. her go into sports or go into comedy? It has to be one of those because the answer is whatever she wants to do, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I guess I would rather her go into sports over comedy because I think there's a lot of um, searching within yourself to be a comedian and you start to find a lot of dark stuff about your life. And I'm not saying you have to have a horrible life Mm -hmm. to be uh, a good comedian, not at all. But I do know that, you know, you're not people who, who have their shit together and who have had very good childhoods and 
everything seemed to work out for them, that's great, but they're not interesting. They're, they're boring. Well, I Those feel are like boring they're people. not searching because there's nothing to search for. And you right. get into comedy because you're like, all this fucked up shit, how do we cope? Exactly. So it's like, exactly. It's like my dad and mom got divorced when I was one, and my dad would call me every night. And he would just call me, like, check in, like, what's up, champ? He would always call me champ. And he's like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and he's like, and I'd be five years old. And I'd be, like, legit crying when my mother's like, oh, hold on, because I knew it was my dad. I'd be crying. But then to mask the tears, I would try to, you know, whatever it means to a five-year-old, make a joke or be silly or be, like, make faces into the phone. Mm-hmm. And it was just a coping mechanism. You know, that was pretty dumb because he can't see your He can't see it. It was a fucking rotary dial-up phone. It was a dumb phone. of you. It's a, I was a dumb <laughs> shit. So, so I would do that. And now I'm, as I look back, I'm like, oh, so I've always just used a sense of humor to like try to cope with things. So, you know, my daughter, um, she's very witty, which I love, like crazy. Her preschool teacher who has been a preschool teacher for like years, Mm -hmm. told me that she put on in the, in the wintertime, she put on everybody's coats, all her friends' coats, <laughs> and was like walking around with everybody's jacket, being like, look at how silly I am. And like, the teacher was like, you know, I've been teaching for a long time. I've never seen a child do that. So that's like pretty interesting and creative. I was like, oh, dope. And then like a couple of days later, we were by my mom's house and I was like telling him like, oh, you know, they told me Delilah put on all her coats and like, was like being like silly. And my mom goes, hold on and bust out a picture of me when I was three years old. I did the same thing. Shut up. I like got chills and my mother was like, yeah, don't you remember like with Sister Bernadette? I'm like, no, I was three. I don't have the memories. Sister Bernadette. That's, yeah, I was in a Catholic preschool. Thank God she's not a little boy because then you'd have so much sperm. Oh my God. I hope she doesn't have so many eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think your dad affected you now as a father? Because I know in your jokes you have some hysterical stuff about your dad. Yeah. Um, classic Italian dad. You know what? To be honest with you, there was a lot of things that my dad, I think, First of all, he's a great great father. He had every reason to leave and he never left. So that was great. Mm-hmm. So that's a good example, especially being a co-parent um, now, which he did. He set a lot of great examples, like, you know, always, uh, you know, even though you're not together anymore, like protecting the mother and uh, never saying a bad word. He never uttered the not a bad word at all about my mom to me. My mom used to fucking curse at about him all the time. So, like, whatever. He did more damage to her than she did to him. Mm-hmm. So I get it mm-hmm. now. But <laughs> but, but that one, and I think um, my dad, what the what he taught me, like, the not negative, but he kind of always had, like, the right intention. He always had the right intention, but he would make the wrong move mm. a lot, where I can now, I think, hopefully have the right intention to make the right move, like... Like, for example, like my dad, um, uh, my mom was dating this guy when I was like 15 and he, the guy dumped her um, and started dating a woman who lived directly across the street, dumped my mom. And that like really was upsetting to my mom. I mean, this guy, she was like dating this guy for like years and now he's dating a woman who lives across the street. Like yeah. it's fucking fucked sociopath. So anyway, my dad was coming to pick me up for like practice, whatever sport one day on a Saturday when I was a teenager and, and um, he saw her like looking out the window and he was like, what's going on with your mother? And I'm like, that guy dumped her. And he was like, are you going to do something about that? I was like, I'm 15 years old. I have fucking GERD. What, what do you want me to do about that? And, and he was like, I'll be right back. And then he like, he got the bat. No, he beat the shit out of this guy. Like he rang his bell and like beat the shit out of him and like left him like bloody on the stoop and was like, that was your job. And I'm like, that was not, I'm a teenage boy. You want me to beat up a father? And then it was like, oh my God. yeah, so it was like, that's what, so it's like, that's right intention, wrong move where it's like, or like, yeah. yeah, or like, I remember when I was a kid, when I was like 
10, we were at a Yankees game, and this guy, Doc Gooden, Dwight Gooden was pitching a no-hitter. It's like a big moment. And it was like the eighth inning, and we were like, our seats were all the way high. But my dad was like, this is going to be history. I want to get you behind home plate, which is like most dads like, okay, like just like try to get me down there and put you on your shoulders and let me see. Or just be like, hey, like let's enjoy the moment from up here. Like dad will work harder to get better seats or whatever that <laughs> lesson is. But he was like, not going to do it. So, so he told the security guard, he tried to give the security guard 50 bucks. He wasn't having it. So he was like, my son has special needs. <laughs> what he said he makes faces on the phone he makes people can yeah he drools on the phone so they're like he has special needs and the security guard like looked at me and let us through so i look like (laughs) i guess i had special needs my fucking big ass head with a mushroom haircut so every kid in brooklyn had a mushroom yo shout out the lemon tree yeah so my crush he's play basketball and he's he'd wear shorts at his knees like you just see his whatever purple underwear he had the cutest little blonde little haircut yeah backwards cap True. True. So he. So my dad had a right intention, wrong move. So he's a good dad. He's a great dad. So I think I learned what I learned uh, from him is. And also, he always put me first. Like, my child is like first. It was all out of love. All out of love. My papa had a story where he said he was walking down the subway and he's this tough Sicilian guy. And he said some guy was walking up and looked at him like the wrong way. And he goes, I just knew he was going to rob me. So I punched him in the face and broke his nose. And I said, but what if he wasn't going to rob, rob you? you? Yeah, what if he was like one of those religious guys who was like, have you heard the good news? Are you and, Jewish? Are you Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> and this guy just got fucking rocked. That's hilarious. Because when I was younger, I was like, wow, he's so strong. And later on, I was like, that poor dude might have just know. like thought he recognized you from somewhere. Yeah, because Park Slope back in the day, you grew up in like an Italian neighborhood, He was right? in East New York. Okay. The, yeah. East New York was like the Italian neighborhood. My grandpa, the other side was in the Bronx and then they got to Park Slope. Yeah. Um, so you're like, you're doing pretty well in your career. You've had a couple pilots drop, but I I've had like- nine pilots not go to air. So I'm Chrissy Pilots. Here's my life. Either I, either I get the pilot and it gets as close as it can be and they don't pick it up or it gets on for one season and then it's canceled immediately. Why? I don't know. It's just like kind of like my luck like I have a show in development right now at Comedy Central a cartoon yeah. and they're like this is gonna be the show and then I'm just gonna be in the toilet so do you have like no expectations now none at all I what my goal is and what I'm reaching you know I still have a lot more to, to do is selling tickets I feel like if you have the fans in 2019 2020 then like the networks can do, you know, they can't like Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. He didn't he, get his pilot picked up on NBC and he didn't care. He made $30 million the next year selling out. I feel like his shit popped off from like little viral Facebook videos that Italian moms would share. That's what it was. That's exactly Crazy. what it was. That's what it was. He spliced up his special and put it out. He used, do you know where the I internet. first saw you? No. Guy code. Oh, back in the Dizzy. Because I'm that, like, I was like 18, you know, guy girl, guy girl code. In Madison, whatever. Wisconsin. In Madison, no. But like nowadays, that shit wouldn't fly. They'd be like, "This is toxic masculinity." Oh, it'd be toxic, or even it wouldn't be. You wouldn't be watching TV. Like if guy True. code and girl code, like you still were at a point where it's like you're one of the last generations of like you watch TV in your college dorm or at home. Yeah, those kids don't watch TV anymore. It's like, is it on YouTube? Yeah, is it on Snapchat? Did you they like don't guy care. code? I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it was my first thing I ever did. Like so, I because I used to be a pediatric physical therapist, so I had left. My physical therapy job I actually got, almost got fired. I was I had to choose <laughs> because I was leaving. I was missing uh, days at the physical therapy office to like yeah. go go on to the talk radio shit about or, guys. Or guy you know talk sh- fucking guy code to hiding your boner <laughs> to tell guys that hide their boner. Um, I did research on the subway over because I'm a professional. Yes, um, I was because you're half Jewish. Yes, I was reading Forbes, which apparently is legitimate. 
website and they said some creepy shit about you. What they say? They said <laughs> you get all worried. What they say? What they say? They said that you um would exchange physical therapy to comics for stage time. So In the like beginning. Michelle Wolf, Dan Soder, and Pete Davidson, you'd like jerk them off or something to yes. get on stage. Yes. Okay. I would as, le- as long as you're open. Not about those it. three, but people out there to be unnamed. You'd be like, ooh, your hip looks tight. Let me just work that out for you. No, 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 no. They would come to me. They because nobody had health insurance. They'd be like, hey, I have a oh. show at whatever, Gotham Comedy Club that I produce, can you come on? And I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. They'd be like, yeah, you know, can you just, the, the, the what you have to do is, you know, take a look at my hip or take a look at my shoulder or like certain, it was a lot of male comedians, it would, it would be the same thing. They would be like, um, hey, you know, like I heard you like have a doctor degree or whatever, your physical therapist is like, yeah. So you're smart? I'm gay. <laughs> so, so they were like, so they were like, um, it would be the same thing. They'd be like, oh, can you, can you take a look at something? I'd be like, yeah. And it would always like go. End with a happy ending. Into like the back of a green room or like a place where nobody is. I'm like, what is happening? I can look at your knee or your elbow and they would pull their dicks out. Well, my knee is on my dick. On my dick. They're like, is that an STD? And I would always be like, that's, it's out of my scope of practice to tell you if that's an STD or not. As a human being, I know for sure it is. So I would go to the doctor. I'm not saying I can clinically treat that because um, it's outright a fucking flare up. So I would go get cream and an antibiotic and you'll be okay. But I'm not the person to give that to you. But I would always be like, Oh, you make me feel better, man. Like it's just good knowing you're a doctor. I'm like, I'm not a real doctor, but you are, you have a disease. Did you ever almost quit comedy? No, not, no, not com- comedy. is like every day of my life feels like a, like a Sunday afternoon. Like I just, it's very much I like, love that. yeah, it's like just, People are like, oh, Labor Day or Monday grind or just over the hump hump day. Or I'm like, I, it all these days. I mean, it's I get it, but it's like to me the beautiful part about my life and my career is it's me. Like today, I don't even know what it doesn't matter yeah. what today is. And we like could this, do this is technically work for us. Yeah. It's, it could have been coffee talking shit. Yeah, instead. and it's legit work. Like people are you know paying for this, which is great. So it's like I. But, you know, I, I, I don't take it for granted. That's why, like, I'm very much, like, check my... I always try to check Stay in on my grateful. gratitude. Yeah, because it's like, listen, what you know, like, I used to be a pediatric physical therapist. It was a beautiful career. I was, like, helping mentally and physically handicapped kids. It was beautiful. Like, yeah. I, I still work, talk to some of the families of the children I treated. It was really gratifying to help a child, like, get out of his, his or her wheelchair and walk. Wow. Beautiful. But I still was like looking at the clock every day. It would be yep. like eight to three oh, or I seven to four. I remember that in my day job. I haven't looked at a clock. I have not looked at a clock as if to say, I can't wait till it's the this time. The only time I look ever. is like, shit, I need more time to work on this. Or shit, I That's want it. I want to be on this podcast longer, but I have to run to something else. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. same with me. I only look at the clock if there's like a clock in a comedy club. And like, it's the first show. And the second show is like, they need to get it started. And like, I can't do more than an hour. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, look at the clock because you need to get the next show. And that's it. But that's all fun. So you say every day feels like a Sunday. Speaking of days, can you explain Anxiety Tuesdays to me? Okay. So anxiety, you've been doing it for a bit, right? Yes. So Anxiety Tuesdays started on um, social media. I would, I, I just like made this video on a Thursday because I genuinely thought it was Tuesday. It was Thursday. <laughs> I was just having, I was so anxious, and so I said Anxiety Tuesday, and I just spit out what I was anxious about that day, and yeah. people really started to enjoy it. Yeah. So I started to make them every week 
on any day but a Tuesday, but call an Anxiety Tuesday. And so many people are like, it's not Tuesday, you fucking idiot. And that was just like, that's like a nice mental note for me. Like, this person sucks. Yeah. Like, if you're going to write that, like, you just suck as a human if being. If that brought you joy from calling me out on that obviousness, then you can go fuck yourself. You suck. But I stopped doing them because I realized, number one, two things happened. I stopped going to Catholic church and I started taking CBD oil and then my anxiety and guilt and all that went away. And I started to realize something happened. I had an awakening, wheatgrass awakened juice. I had an awakening, uh, maybe about a year ago, 18 months ago, you know, me and my kid's mom split up. I was alone a lot. I was dealing with like navigating, like how to be a co-parent. And I was like, you know, I only have a finite amount of energy each day as I get older it's like, I can't waste it on this anxiety. It's not real, okay? Like, what's real is being present and as full of energy as I can for my child and my time with her. Yeah, anxiety is the future. The future isn't a thing. It's not a no, tangible thing. No, stay in the present. It's mm -hmm. like, I have to, I'm running a family here. Like, I have to, like, make sure everybody has what they need. So it's like, I can't, I don't have wasted energy on this bullshit. And then I started to realize the narcissism in my anxiety and the narcissism in anxiety to begin with. It's like, look at me, my problems, me, 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 me. Mm. When it's like, this is not about you. What kind of stuff would you get anxious about a lot? Health stuff. Um, what, you know, are you a hypochondriac? Yeah. All that stuff, but I'm not anymore. Now it's like, listen, if, if I'm, I'm trying to be as healthy as I can, mm -hmm. if something pops up, we'll deal with it. Yeah. If something kills me instantly, then we're bye. all going to die eventually. So we're all, we're, no matter what, you do, we're all leaving this place in a body bag. So it's just what it is. You had to turn it mafia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all leaving this place with a bullet to the head. And so, and the police are not going to find the killers. So I just real, I think it was something like now it's almost like when people are like, you know, because I, now I start to do, now I've been doing, I just did the first one a, a couple of days ago. It's called No Anxiety Tuesday. And I talk about like how I don't have anxiety. Ooh, and, I love that. And like what I've been doing to help, but still in my rant and bullshit and blah, 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 crazy. Mm -hmm. But the anxiety, it's just like, it's just become a thing now that I look back at the old me like that, or I not look at people, I don't judge people with it, but I'm like, you know, you if you realize the narcissism in all this, you would realize, you would not like the person that you are. Because I don't like the old anxiety me, because that's a, that was like a selfish, just narcissistic guy. And it's guy. like a spiral that you get in. And it was, it was meaningless. It was so, the, the it was so much wasted energy. Yeah so much to get anxious you're talking to yourself so yeah. it's like all day you're talking to yourself except instead of sitting there and enjoying the present and listening to people around here's you. here's how i live my life now if uh, the question in my head starts with what if that's anxiety talking it's not a good question get rid of it also if it's not going to matter in five months then don't give it more than five minutes snaps snap snaps bang 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 bang. That. Okay, so that's how i live my life to make it mafia again yeah, we're sorry. trying to have fun yeah here. get out of my neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're doing amazing. You're so insightful and open. Um, we like to end the podcast with a final game called... What's the game? Seven Deadly Sins, bitch. Oh my God, what's your favorite? Can you stop mocking me? Fine. Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. What are you greedy about? Like... <laughs> like, is it a negative thing? Like, because am I greedy, like, with the time with my daughter? It could be negative or positive. I would say I'm ne I'm greedy with the time with my daughter. Like, I... Will like, you fight your, your baby mama about it? Like, I just, like, like this morning, like, 
last night when I dropped her off, you know, I was like, oh, I'll see her today's uh, uh, Thursday. I was like, oh, I'll see her Friday. But then I had like an hour today and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking take my daughter to breakfast. Does she ever annoy the shit out of you, though? My daughter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's four years old. So it's like at times you're like, I'm like, Delilah, like, I'm going to fucking snap. That's when like they want to play the game over and like, over again. Like you have to stop. But ultimately <laughs> it's like. I think that's nature being like, that's why like you, when I look at my child, like there, there's nothing cuter that I love more because nature has to do that to protect the child. Cause if, if I didn't think it was that cute or lovable, I'd walk away from it. Yeah. You know, but it's like, I would never, cause it's like, this it's is my like kid. It's like why people need to show you the photos of their kids and you're like, yep, that's the same photo you showed me, but show like me. they're. But to me, it's like, it's like I have body dysmorphia when I look at her. I mean, she's beautiful, but I'm like, <laughs> you don't understand adorable. how fucking cute this fucking kid is. <laughs> What are you, you know out of your mind? People that are like, I don't want kids. It might be selfish, but like, it's just going to be annoying and time consuming. I'm like, you don't understand once you have that kid. No, you've never seen Chris Stefano's kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, how many dates would it take for you to introduce a girl to her? That's a, that's a, a, a lot. Like I, it's very, that could get very confusing for her. I cannot. Yeah. Like, like I, I would not do that. Like, unless it's like very, very, very like serious. And I would talk about talk about it with her mom first I, that would be very 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 like because i would not want to ever introduce her to a girl that i didn't think i was at least going to really put my whole heart and soul into like having this woman around for a while because the last thing i would Has ever your baby mama dated she's got a boyfriend now which is great which is great i again has she, it helped you move on she was like confused she was like confused when when she first told me she was like are you not mad i'm like does he make you happy and she was like, yes. I was like, well, if you're happy, then Delilah's happy. And I'm here for Delilah's happiness. Mm -hmm. So whatever that, whatever on your end ha you have to do to, to make yourself happy so Delilah's happy, you're her primary female role model. Yeah. You need to be happy. This guy's doing it. Good. Do you feel like you've been around the block? I feel like, what are you, 35? 30? I'm 35. I'm, in, I'm officially in my mid-30s. Holy shit. Yeah. You've been around the block. You've been with a lot of girls, women. Do you feel like you know your type more of like the kind of person you're looking for? I, yeah, at this point now, I'd like a defeated woman. <laughs> I don't want a woman. A tired woman. Yeah, I don't want a woman full of energy at all anymore. Um, but I do actually want a woman. It used to be, it used to be attractive to me, uh, codependency, because it's like old school, like, oh, this woman, you cook, you clean, I work and give you the money. That used to be attractive to me in a subconscious way. Yeah. Now it is not attractive to That's me at like, all. That's like I'm attracted to addicts because I know how to get them addicted to me. Yeah. And then I don't have to do much. Yeah. Because they're fucking like. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But it's like. it's like, And then I'm like, oh, I have to stop dating. The it. train will go off the tracks that exactly. way. Exactly. So now I but want. But it's easy in the beginning. I want a woman now. Like what I'm looking for in a woman is obviously tits and ass. Um, <laughs> duh. No. I, 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 I want a woman who who likes having me but doesn't need me a woman that needs me i'm out with because mm -hmm. i dealt with that i don't like the way that feels mm -hmm. i want us both to know like i would listen when you when you're with me there is still some like brooklyn things about me like mm -hmm. i don't care if you're a fucking multi i don't care if i'm dating judge judy mm -hmm. i'm paying for every meal it's just what it I is thought judge judy was the most successful woman you could think of in that yeah moment. judge <laughs> judy i'm fucking banging judge judy and it's like yeah, I fucked Judge Judy. Could you imagine you heard that rumor and I came on this podcast and was like, it's legit true and I had pictures of me just bang. She probably dominate the shit out of you. I know, I love Take Judge Judy. A, what is it, a gravel? What's it called, a Yeah, gravel? a fucking gavel and just gavel? stick it in my ass. Um, so I I, uh, I want a woman who who need, who doesn't need me, but 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 I would enhance her life. We would enhance each other's lives. Yeah. But she's not paying for shit, even though she has the money. Okay. Okay, like a financial dominating type thing. Yeah, like I still want to pay for everything. Like it's very emasculating for like like me to like a girl to pay for my meal. I 
but I want to know she can. And I yeah. want her to know that she can, but it's just like, this is how it's going to be. I feel like, because it's ultimately gift giving, right? So like, if I'm seeing a dude and it's been like three months together, yeah. I like to be able to like surprise him with like coffee and like a muffin. That's beautiful. What I want you to do, yeah, is I just want you to put on one of my t-shirts and make me food and let me watch <laughs> you. I just want to watch you with your hair in a ponytail with you making me food in one of my t-shirts. That's what I want. Okay. Done. Done. Um, who are you envious of? Envious? I am envious of... See, en- envy is I'm I'm comfortable with who I am. So envy I have goals like I would love like a Jim Gaffigan's career or Sebastian Maniscalco's career because they can take their families or Bill Burr. They could just mm. go to a place where they want to go. Like, hey, I just want to go to Vancouver. It's beautiful there. And they're like, tell their agent, like, hey, can I go to Vancouver in two weeks? And then they'll just sell out a theater and make fifty thousand dollars and bring the whole family. I'm envious of that and yeah. I'm pushing to get there. Um, but it's not, not jealous of them because I know they work for what they have, but yeah. I guess envious, I'm kind of envious, I guess, of, um, g- guys who have that side pec muscle <laughs> because no matter, my nipples are very off centered. I'm envious of a guy who has nipples pointing forward. Cause I know there is surgeries you can Wait, get for anything, but are, the last one of them off or they're both off. No, one of them's off. And it's just one of my tits looks like an anteater, no matter how <laughs> much I diet. So I'm envious of a guy who just has a naturally fucking good looking Are you looking judgy pack. about girls' nipples? No. I No. Girls, like literally, I'm one of those guys where it's like, I, there's a, I, I love women. I appreciate women. So it's like, you know, like some of my friends are like, oh, she's got to have nice feet. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, like. Her show, feet look, it looks yeah, better than like your I'll feet. Like I'll show a picture of a girl to some of my friends. They'll just zoom in on her feet. They're like, <laughs> nah, she's out. He look at that pinky to toe. He I'm needs like, to talk to a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> but also I think envy, like what you have for Jim Gaffigan or something is more like, it tells you what you want to do. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you want to steal his kids and like no. wear his skin. No, there's no negative energy going towards it. But I, I guess, I guess it's just a goal. Yeah. What are you gluttonous about? <sighs> gluttonous, I would say I'm I'm gluttonous for pizza. It's like disgusting how much pizza I eat. So what's the pizza we have to go to in the city? Where in the you... city? There's or act- in Bay Ridge. Actually, Bay Ridge. The pizza in Bay Ridge is nuts. Like Nino's, Lombardo's, mm-hmm. Mancini's. <laughs> um, these are all real names of pizzerias that are <laughs> I, so good. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, by you, the the pizzeria by you is good on Seventh uh, Avenue. What is it? Um, Are you talking about Park Slope? Park Slope. Pinos. Pinos is great. Pinos. I grew up on Pinos. That's great pizza and old, very old school vibe in there. Very I old love school. that. The, I love that place. The orange lighting Fucking and the, dope. The, they have the little ices. Oh, yeah. The Zeppoli that Ze- I would like sneeze on every yeah, time yeah, yeah. it gets everywhere. That, oh. Yeah, I would say I'm gluttonous. Gluttonous for uh, now. A pizza. Now I'm turned on. Like yeah, I haven't been turned not on this using whole time. a condom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When was the last time you experienced extreme wrath? Where are you from in Italy? Like your family? The, my family, the my dad's family, I believe, is from like Palermo, Sicily. But I'm mostly German. I'm from Palermo. Oh my god. I am from Palermo. Do you still have family there? No, I've never been to Italy ever. What uh, the fuck? I've only been to Germany. I've never been to Italy. No one cares about. Why haven't you been to Italy? Because I think I'm more German than anything. You know. Everything I thought about you is a lie. It's such a lie. Like you've been lying to me this whole time. Whole time. No, I am Italian, but it's like I my I was raised Italian, like in the neighborhood. Do I'm you from. have an anger? Like, do you have? Because I know, like, I feel like Italian guys are very passionate. So, yeah. Like my mom's Sicilian. She's like the sweetest thing, but you don't wrong that bitch. Yeah. See, like I get angry on the tennis court. Like I'm pretty. That's even such cute. a white basic bitch thing to say i was a tennis player i played I get, for wisconsin man on the ten- broken are you going like, to the u.s open 
Yeah. Okay. I used to work at the US Open. I used to be Would a, you bowl a bowl boy? and court attendant. You're so cute. I oh, was those a court attendant. Angry Russian girls, they were so mean to you, weren't they? Well, no, the court attendants, it's interesting because it's like Wimbledon, the French Open, mm. all that stuff. It's very prestigious to get yes. jobs here. Like, it's very prestigious. It's like a lot of training. It's like, well, training. And it's also like, you know, like in the Wimbled Wimbledon, it's like members of parliament's children are the court attendants. Like, thing in US Open, they just get dirt bags from Queens. <laughs> It's just like we're like the biggest piece. all the kids from Queens. Yeah, like I know we, all the We don't give kids. a fuck. We were like, we don't even know the rules. Like, fuck this pussy. You know, like. My father, I agree with you 100%. It's just like kids who, their parents yeah. are like, hey, instead of like getting into trouble, why don't you go right. and fucking work during the day? Yeah. So do you have anger? Um, I, I don't have anger. Um, To be honest with you, I don't. Like, I. I like that. I feel like so many guys are like, yeah, I got this angry side to me. It's not hot. It's not attractive. To be honest with you, like like I said, like that, it's not going to matter in five years. I don't give it more than five minutes. I, 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 I'm, you know, obviously protective of... Are you tough on your daughter or do you ever like firm, like, do you ever yell at her? I mean, there's times where I have to give her timeouts, like trying to discipline her, but it's like, I'm not that father that's like... Yeah, you fucking go near my daughter, I'll shoot you. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'd rather not doubt her back. She ain't having sex till she's 40. It's so like, you're going to let her, let her be herself? I'd rather be the father that's like at 16 years old. Like when if I have a conversation with her and, and give her condoms as opposed to... I love that so much. Being naive about it. My brother and my dad are like not protective of me at all. They're very like... T but I guess they... They just tell me not to ruin other people's lives. Yeah. My dad's like, just leave the poor guy alone. He didn't do anything to you. And I'm like, yeah. dad, I'm trying to find love here. And he's yeah. like, well, don't mess with his head. You know, the yeah. poor kid, don't mess with his head. I'm it. like, who are you rooting for? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll tell my mom a text message you guys sent me. And my dad's like, this poor guy, he didn't want his text to be read to your mother. What are you doing? <laughs> do I'm it. like, she's helping me analyze it. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm just saying he gave me confidence by not being so like putting the dick on a pedestal. Right. He's, he's like... So I respect myself. I get it. Respect yourself. I respect. I put some respect on my name. Yeah. When was the last time you were a sloth? Sloth is laziness, right? Because uh, I feel like you're one of the harder working guys in the biz. You know what? <laughs> sometimes, to be honest with you, I get that. Everything I thought about you is a lie. To be honest with you, sometimes I, I, I do get that a lot, like my peers, which is nice. Do you do a ton of sets during the week? Yeah, I have like... You know, three, four sets you tonight. You do the cellar? Cellar. Comedy cellar a lot. You or don't the do stand. the stand? Or you do? I do the stand, yeah. But I'm at the comedy cellar a lot. I'm actually at the stand and the comedy cellar tonight. Um, I uh, Sometimes I feel like, shit, am I some kind of like phony? Because people are like, you're working so hard. But sometimes I don't feel like I am. I'll yeah. be like in the middle of the afternoon, like on my love sack watching history documentaries. Or like... Which is research for history. True. Or like just watching Wreck-It Ralph a hundred times with my daughter. And sometimes when she falls asleep, I still watch it because I fucking love that movie. Um, <laughs> but that is good to refuel you. Like yes. spending time with your daughter, I think, helps you yeah, long term. I, yeah, I, I think, you know, I do need to take more of a, a break. Um, but when I was last time you went on vacation? <sighs> I don't know. But also your job is like... It is, but you know what, though? Like Bill Burr was saying something on his podcast, who I love. He was saying like, you know, but it is like we are working like it. I, it's such a beautiful job. Yeah. and it, It's beautiful. But it's like we still are working. Like even if he was like, even if you're going to a city and you're like, I'm kind of get paid to be on vacation, which is like what it feels like sometimes. It's like you still subconsciously are thinking about that hour set in you're your head. You're still exhausted you're, after the show. And you're exhausted after the show. And you're thinking all day about it, where if you just take a month or two weeks, like a normal person, I don't have work. Like there's no shows to think about. And you genuinely are like, I have nothing to do today at all. 
you should do that. So next year I'm filming a, I have a Comedy Central special out, size 38 waist. Um, I have a, another special coming out. Uh, I'm going to film it in June in Chicago um, next year. <laughs> and uh, But after, I'm going to take next summer off. Like I've made that choice. Good I'm for like, you. I'm not going to do anything in the summer. I'm just going to, you know, stay in New York. Go do the Comedy Cellar and my podcast and all that, but like no road. Spend it with your daughter. S- whole time with my daughter. I'm, and you worked gonna, hard gonna to earn that. take it to fucking Italy. Fuck yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to curse at me, but. I'm Italian. When was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? So like your ego. See, ego and pride, it's an interesting, it's it's very, very, very tough on a man. It's pride and ego is everything. Yeah, it's hard to be a man. It's so hard to be a man. So f- I've, to be honest with you, one thing I can say, um, for whatever reason, I've known about my ego and been able to know this is ego and this is pride talking for a good amount of time. Um, some of my peers, you know, like they'll be very quick to tell you they do this, they do that. They sold this, they sold that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just know it's their pride and ego talking. I know like there's like, I can smell these deep insecurities on them and the, being insecure, codependency and insecurity are the two qualities on a person that really makes me run the other way. Yeah. I do. I can't be friends with you. Uh, and I don't like to, I do not want to be around your energy if you're codependent and insecure. I, I can't. You're at a point in your life that I'm not, I don't want to deal with it. And you'll see those red flags early on now. Very early on. I feel like I couldn't see that in the I beginning. I couldn't see them in the be- beginning either. But now I it's do. It's more like they'll get upset when you, when you don't, like, you're not, you can't spend time with them or like they get overly sensitive about like little things you say. That yeah. I run the other way. I just run the other way. So I would say, um, but the last time that pride actually got in, in the way, I want to say there are certain shows like local shows that I say no to because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I can't do that. But that's like just business. Yeah. Um, my pride, my pride, my pride. Oh, you know what? Actually, I had, and it's been like a year. I mean, I'm willing, I want to you know, repair it. I don't like like a problem with a family member or like a rift or like any like negative energy. I don't want it. But like a year and a half ago, I, I like made a joke about a family member that they were like, this is about me. And it really wasn't about them. Mm-hmm. But it, I thought it, it, they definitely do that. So it wasn't not about them, <laughs> but it kind of was. And they were like, I just want you to apologize. And I wouldn't. I'm like, I'm not apologizing for my comedy. So that was prideful. Yeah. Um, but and then I have since apologized, but now it's on do them. Do you have to deal with? <laughs> do you have to deal with that a lot? Because comedy is your experiences in your life. Like I've already gotten in trouble telling stories about friends on like this podcast or stuff like that. Um, does that happen to you a lot? Yes, it happens to me a lot. But I just you just have to put your foot down and be like, "This is my career." I just deal with it. Like especially some of my family members that like get mad at me. It's like, well, I also pay your rent, so. I mean, I'd be like, well, you could say whatever the fuck you want. What do you want me, me to do? Do you not want me to? pay for your, do you not want the money this month because right i mean you guys fucking gambled. you just sounded like a rapper You're you like- rambled you fucking gambled your money away and <laughs> fucked up your life and now i pay for it so it's like do you not want me to pay for it again it's or? almost like they have animosity towards you because they need you and they're taking it out on you that's I, I, but see like that's a th- i'm not a fucking monk i don't i'm not i'm not the smartest guy in the world by any means but i'm i we know duh i <laughs> i i um I can sense that all the time. Yeah. Like I know that I know when like, but like, Oh, you're taking, you have, you're actually really not mad at me. You're mad at yourself. I can see that like very That's quickly good. in people. You're so wise. I'm so last yeah. question. No. When was the last time you lusted over someone? Lust. Who's like your celebrity crush or who's your, mm. I know you're a horny sperm bag. 
I just made up that word. Fucking fill you up with cashew yogurt. Ew! Yeah. That's disgusting. Why? Um, I. Because it tastes like pork rinds. I know it's gross. All right, what about coconut yogurt? I could do coconut. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I probably I lust over um, Gwen Stefani. I love Gwen Stefani. Fucking love Gwen Stefani. She has like attitude. I would do anything to have sex with Gwen Stefani. Yeah. She's experienced. Like she's she'd teach fucking you a hot. Thing or I know two. she's married. I know it's like impossible, but like I would love to fucking have sex with Gwen Stefani. I don't know if it's impossible. I th- she's like married and shit. Just, I mean, what is marriage nowadays? You That's know? true. It's a good point. Well, I, if you're listening, Gwen, I have a final question that I ask everyone. I know I said the last was my last question. It wasn't. What advice would you give to people to cope with their hell? To cope with their hell, mm-hmm. I would. The advice I would give them is what I said earlier, if it's not going to matter in five months or five years, don't give it more than five minutes. I would also tell, I would also say little Winston Churchill quote, another one that I live by. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. I think that is a lot of people need to realize that. Yes. Like just the fact that you're going is enough, right? You're going to fail and you're going to succeed. Don't get too high or too low. Like really that. And I'd also say, People have obstacles. So you need to, you overcome the obstacles. Everybody has problems. Your problems, although are the worst thing you've ever dealt with for you, somebody else is dealing with something worse or as worse as you or, but it doesn't matter. You deal with, you deal with your own obstacles and you overcome them. That's what life is. Life is you obstacles come in front of you and you find a way to overcome them. Like, um, uh, that you ever heard that, um, put on sunscreen, graduation speech no it's like wear sunscreen google it's good mm-hmm. one of the, the the part about it that i love the most is when he says uh sometimes you're behind sometimes you're ahead in the end the race is long and it's only with yourself and that is very very yeah. very true to compare yourself in any field you're in to someone else is not only is it a bad thing to do, but it's not, it's, it's actually meaningless Yep. because they are at a different plate. They're not, you're not in their race at all. And you don't all. even know what their race is. You have no clue what's like going on with them. Like everyone you see, you're just seeing like 5% of who they are. Figure out your obstacles and overcome them. That's what I'd say to like get out of like your own hell. Chris, this was a very powerful podcast. No, it wasn't. It was beautifully, you're so Fuck eloquent. You. And <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. You're so tough and strong and sensitive. Yeah. Um, you guys Somebody, go see Chris on the road. I want to go to Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to pay for his pissed off, you know, relatives Family. apartments. Yeah. Go see him live. Check out his website, ChrisDcomedy.com. Yeah, the D. Yeah, he had to add that D. No, we know why. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's I have your a Instagram? <laughs> um. Christy Comedy. I love little penises. Oh, thank you. And I'm circumcised. Um, <laughs> just got it. Christy Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, uh, ChristyComedy.com. History Hyenas at History Hyenas on Instagram and HistoryHyenas.com for all our podcasts and merch. Okay, that was pretty good. Good plug. And thanks for listening, guys. And I'll talk to you later in hell. 